They knew that it was dangerous. They had been warned that uh, to eat of that, what they were looking at was to mean certain death. But they looked all the more and thought it looked good. A deceiver came and prompted them by pride and greed and told them what they had been told was a lie, that indeed they would not die, that it would be okay. And looking again, they saw that it looked good hanging there. And so they took and ate. And while the consequences were not immediate death, there were immediate consequences. Suddenly, they felt the chill. Their body began to ache, filled with discomfort. They found themselves needing to mask themselves. They isolated from each other, hiding from everyone. But it was too late. The authority confronted them, and when he found out what had happened, expelled them from their home, the only home they knew, lest they spread that contamination to others. They were to fend for themselves. And it was hard, toiling. Death was slow to come, but it came all the same. But not before they passed that disease on to their children and the rest of the world. Millions have died since, afraid, alone, isolated, with little hope. The irony is that the authority knew all of it was going to happen. In fact, he even knew that the deceiver was going to deceive them. Now, if you're thinking I'm talking about a couple looking at bat wing soup, as the uh, urban legend might be that how this pandemic began, I'm not. But it's a pandemic that has cost us all of our lives. 100% of us have it. And so often we forget. And in the midst of this pandemic, perhaps most especially, we've missed it. Well, we've done everything we could in this pandemic to extend our lives so we've protected and, and defended our, our most vulnerable. Some have hid. We are wearing masks and waiting for a vaccine. And thank God the vaccine is here. But let's be real and honest. That vaccine is only going to extend our lives for a brief moment of time. Instead, what I'm talking about, of course, is why we gather this day, how Adam and Eve were told by God, do not grasp, do not eat the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, lest you die. And how Satan tempted them all the same. And seeing that the, food, the fruit looked good, was desirable and desirable for gaining wisdom, they took, ate, and original sin entered the world. But like I said, God had a plan. And according to a pious legend, because we simply don't know what went on before creation and uh, uh, God the Father and the conversation that he had with the angels, but it is said that he revealed his plan to the angels that I am going to send my son. He's going to become human. I'm going to create these things called humans, which are going to be created in my image and likeness. They will have bodies. And they will have souls that will be made for eternity. And I will live in relationship with them, but I will send my son to them. And you, as angels, will worship him. Worship God made 
flesh. And Satan said, according to the pious legend, I will not worship. I will not serve. And thought he knew better. And so he did everything he could to thwart God's plan, which is why he took the form of a serpent and conned Eve into eating the fruit and handing it to her husband who was with her thinking that this is the way God would never redeem a, 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 a creature that had disobeyed him so. But it was God's plan. Because God in his omniscience knew exactly what was going to happen. So often we forget that. God's omniscience didn't make it happen, but he knew it was going to happen. And knew that all the more. As much as Adam and Eve enjoyed a relationship with God before the fall, Something magnificent happened in the fall and because of the fall. That re- they received a savior. Not immediately. Things had to be prepared first. Why? Only God knows. But God knew. And so when all was prepared, he sent his son, born of a virgin, laid in that manger. And while we at this Mass don't hear about that birth, What we do here is about the after effect of that birth. How that birth changed everything. How we receive grace in place of grace. Because while through the law, the law given through Moses, we've received something, grace and truth come through Christ, through his death and resurrection. That Christ reveals the Father to us. Christ reveals God to us. Then in Christ... We're not given just a ex- little extension in this natural life, but we're given eternity in a supernatural life. That after this life is done, we receive our bodies back because of Christ's death and resurrection. And with that body, fully creatures created to God's image and likeness, incarnate ourselves, we will praise God with our very bodies for all of eternity, without having them fail, without disease, without anything, except God's grace. Like I said, we've been focused this last year on so much, and while so often that's good, maybe our focus on our politicians and our medical personnel, as important as they may be at times, has been misplaced. Because, because so often we forget that we do have a spiritual sickness. Original sin is a sickness that affects us all. In fact, some of the other stuff we faced as a nation, especially in, in the state of Minnesota and in, in Minneapolis with the George Floyd incident, more, and I don't mean to undermine the, the importance of that, but isn't that an effect of original sin? When we separate They, good, we, bad, or actually the opposite. Isn't original sin obvious to us? That we have a disease? And Christ comes with the cure. And Christ comes with healing. This Christmas is filled with so many Christmas songs, and I've been pondering uh, so many of them, and, and there's, there's one, uh, they, they all kind of flow in and out uh, in my mind, but there's one that the refrain, with healing in his wings. That's what Christ comes for us, 
with healing, grace in place of grace, that this natural life is good, and despite all its challenges, all its hardships, all the toil, all the pain, this natural life is still good because God is with us, and God promised to redeem us, promises to redeem us, is redeeming us. Whatever tense you wish to use this day, is all of them are true. That God is healing us. Do we really trust that? Perhaps this Christmas more than any other, I'm more aware of how we need Jesus Christ as I've been longing for a vaccine so that we can continue to serve the, the most vulnerable from this, and those in the nursing home most especially, waiting for a vaccine that would allow us to return and to offer Mass with them. How important it is to remember Christ is the cure. How important it is to remember that the way best to keep Christmas is not only to keep Christ in Christmas, but to keep Mass in Christmas. Because that's what Christmas means, Christ's Mass. When we come and worship and honor, most especially we, every Mass is a worship and honoring of Christ, offering him to the Father. But this is Christ's Mass, in which Christ is our healing. He is our hope. He is our salvation. Grace in place of grace. Grace of eternity given to us.